river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 111. I think when last we left you, you teamed up with Castrosi Orvetti against your Uh That was the start, and then Tristram and I went off... That, that was the previous session, and then Tristram and I went off adventuring in the... Um, in Pytax and yep. um, talked about it, talked about his um, tragic love life and um, sad feelings and things, and then um, we had made up, and then we went on down and um, run th- ran through a um, nest of um, what are they called, crackerjack swarms? Oh, that's right. Yes, you had done jack the, swarms. You had done the clockwork cave, um, fought the warden jack swarms. Um, discovered what had happened to Prince Castruccio Erovetti. And it's a very tragic story and we were just sort of standing at the cave mouth looking at, from a safe look, admiring from a safe distance the hordes of Warden Jacks and pondering our options. Uh, I was totally um, writing you up a timeline, which I've totally done. Well, you're welcome to do that another time. Yeah. So yeah, you and Tristan are basically standing in the cave and there's the... <laughs> Noise of dozens of warden jack swarms, and Kalen will fish around in his backpack, draw out two potions of fly, and hand one to Tristram. So we're uh, we're going to go through that then. Well, I'm thinking maybe you should be healing yourself a touch first. Uh, uh, yes, I, I would say so. Anyway, if we go straight up as soon as we hit the cave mouth, we shouldn't get too many of them. But, uh, that's my, that's my best plan for it. You could make us invisible again, but they'll know we're here as soon as we hit the cave mouth. And, uh, riding or flying's much the same, except, um, we'll get out of it faster flying. Tristan says, alright, if we're gonna do this, then I suggest we do it fast and as you are preparing to go, he will cast haste on you both. Yes. Because that will give you 30 foot of extra fly speed. Sweet. Sounds, sounds excellent. Uh, meanwhile, he will heal himself poorly. And 
26 on the second one, so he's all good to go. Yep. So, um, Kaelin will propose that they, um, actually hang on to each other, yep. as we, that we actually hang on to each other as we go out the cave, so that if, say, for example, one of us should pass out, the other one can carry them. Yep. Not specifying which one I expect to pass out, but I think we can all get it. Yes, we've got it. All good. And then we make a fly, we fly for it. Yep, and the warden jack swarms just kind of were and watch you of sorts. Um. Fly, fly, you fools! Yeah. So, Tristan casts haste. You both drink potions of fly, and then, yeah. all right, once more into the breach. Then, and we um, fly up to the top of the cave mouth, yeah. and then hug it, hug it, yeah. hug the ceiling, yeah. and yeah. make make for it. So basically, they they're rolling literally at the cave mouth. So no yeah. matter how you do this, you're going to have to go into the grinders and then yeah. straight up. Yeah. There's um there's no two ways about it. Cool. So Okay. So you and Tristan go <laughs> through the middle of one of the Warden Jacks wardens. Yep. Uh, and I'll get some dice as I recall with some kind of a fortitude save that comes into play here. So you can both take 20, 22 damage. Okay. Um, then there is a reflex save to not get pulled into it, and effectively, um, it's a tripping. It's a tripping attack. I think when you're flying, it knocks you out of flying. I'd have to look that up. Okay. Um, it's only relevant if you fail the reflex save. Yeah. Um. I, I believe we can make a fortitude check to halve the um damage or the. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that may not be super relevant. Tristan will fail spectacularly. And Kaelin will make, so um, he takes 11 points of damage. Cool. And then um, reflex save. Tristan will make that. Uh, would a 15 do it? Yes. Cool. Then Kaelin will. Only a difficulty 12. So which Kaelin makes it as well. So, But probably not quite as gracefully. You are pulling through this, and... You can feel the pain sort of, of all these various little spikes punching into your flesh. Um, and then you need to give me a fortitude save versus the distraction effect of the swarm so that you don't get stuck in here effectively. Cool, because we spend a round moving through it. Yeah, and it makes a lot more sense when you think of it with the bugs where you're going, oh god, get them off me. Here yeah. it's more you're just going, ay, pain, yeah. pain. But, but, you know, we have to mentally concentrate on the spell to direct ourselves to fly. Yep. Uh, and Kaelin got um, a million. 32. Nope. Oh, uh, Tristan will fail that one, at which point can you pass me a monster manual? I just need to look up what distraction does. Because I'm prepared to make a strength check to try and tow him along. Yeah, yeah. Let me find out what's actually happening. Sure. He becomes nauseated for around. Cool. So the spikes are sort of jamming into his flesh. He's going ag ag ag, and he stops. Okay. Um, basically, 
unable to maintain his forward momentum. He loses track of it in the pain and just stops. Uh, you do not, so you may drag his ass out of here if you so choose. I do choose to drag his ass out of here. I will call for a strength check. Uh, 38. Which the, um, the Warden Jack Swarm will functionally oppose. Yeah. It's not so much that it's deliberately hooking onto him and trying to drag him down. Yeah, it's more that's its natural rotating Yeah, effect. that's the force that you are pulling against. Yeah. Which, it must be said, is not actually terribly strong. They are very pointy. They, but because it is, what you're looking at is hundreds and hundreds of little, tiny, ball-bearing-sized things. It has subtle strength, basically. And... Caitlin, you pull Tristan out yeah. and fly up, and then I imagine once you move past um, head height, um, fly away. Yeah, up and away. Yeah. We, we get a de- decent amount of height just to be sure that they can't jump. Yeah. So what you will notice is not that they can jump but that they can spider climb yeah. they roll up the outsides of the cave after you Yeah, this is largely meaningless to you because you're much faster than them Yeah, and as soon as you go away from any vertical surface they can follow you up you can simply fly off Cool. Um, at which point three minutes flight at 60 foot will get you out of the radius of them again Yeah. And I'll leave Tristram to his own flying once he yeah. once the yeah. he's actually capable they, of doing so. They track you and follow yeah. you all the way to the invisible wall that they're programmed not to go past, and then just kind of grind on the edge. Because Tristram thought if we attack them over the wall, they might cross the barrier. So I imagine yes. we'll se- we'll settle a decent way away from them. Yes, um, he's he's basically theorising they've been programmed to guard this area but they're not so dumb that you could just sort of stand ten feet away from them and fire endless arrows until you killed them kind of yeah. thing. Um, it's a soft programming limit as opposed yeah. to a hard programming limit. Uh, and yes, you escape the disaster of Warden Jack's forms. Yep. And then, you know, a decent distance away, we touch lightly down on the ground and brush ourselves off a bit. Well... That was a remarkable experience. I'd say very few people at Galarian have faced a Warden Jack Swarm before. Aye, it's, um... I have to say, I, I think myself being immune to weapon damage is a, is a cheesy way of going about things, but that may just be me. You alright? No. Uh, oh, more or less. <laughs> but yes, by and large, I'll be, I'll be fine. Alright. Well, let's hike a bit further uh, until we find a nice camp spot and um, call that the day. I think any day you've been chopped on by metal things twice is a, um, a, enough to be going on with. I think and we've um, left the horses behind in the cave, of course, so um, we'll be wanting to get some more tomorrow. Ah, you, you underestimate my powers. <laughs> this is all... We don't need to wait. Uh, not more than about 20 minutes, anyway. Now that I'm a higher level bard, I have multiple spell slots. Alright, well I will propose that um, he save his high level spell slots for um, anything that may attack us if we're just going o- across to a nearby river for a nice camp for the day. Yep. A camp in your secure shelter. Oh, that's right, Tristan can make a house. Yes. That's yes, excellent, I'd forgotten he could make a house. So you get out to the river, he moves to where you're a nice curve, and he says, well this should do. 
And it's very much in Tristan's one as the classic sort of fairy tale Hansel and Gretel looking cottage. Yeah. Yeah, but we're just, you know, it's vaguely creepy, but doesn't trouble Kaelin at all because Kaelin yeah. can't get over this stuff. Kaelin hasn't really gotten used to it because when he takes anybody else out, we're of course just still sleeping in tents. Yeah. He says, ah, there we are. That does look like the ticket. Let's go in and have a rest. Uh, Tristan will actually back in the cave and say if these walls could speak. Hmm. I wonder, and then begins to talk to the walls and sing softly to them and uses stones will leave. Awesome. Um, which is not going to tell you anything much you didn't already know, but yep. it will confirm that pretty much everything you think is true. Yeah. Um, Irovetti, there for a long time, according to the stone, or actually from the stone, um, you know, a to- a long time ago, um, there was a lizard man here. He built other machines. Um, he became a machine. Uh, a human prince walked in and killed him. Later, the human prince, the human prince, melted down a bunch of things. Later, the human prince came back in again. And turned into a clockwork man? Yes. Yep. Alright. And I think at this point I can say that I have now explored F4. Yep. Indeed. Because we were... Svetlana and I already poked around everywhere that wasn't surrounded by Skelfeds. Okay, what were we doing? We were exploring the, um... You were sleeping peacefully. Yep, we were sleeping peacefully in our hut. Enjoying Irovetti's gloriously cleared of random encounters lands. Yeah, they're lovely. Enjoying adventuring with Tristram in his glorious magically summoned house. Uh-huh. Okay, and then in the morning, we head on our way. Yep. Caelan basically just recovers from his damage overnight, because he has a lot of constitution. Yep. And, um, we head, um, straight across and into, um, D4, to the Abbey on White Rose Hill. Yep. Okay, so you head towards the Abbey, and Tristan makes a saving throw, which he fails. Um, and you are riding up on your amazing magical horses, and... Uh, um, uh, I feel a little off. Uh, you didn't get anything from that soup we had last night? No. Uh, but I, I think a few times people were trying to poison me and I didn't notice, so... Are you alright? Yeah, I just, uh... I feel sick. That's okay. We can we can keep going. Just, he fails a fortitude save and becomes second. Okay. Is there any sign of what might be affecting him? None whatsoever. Cool. We keep going. And as far as Kalen can determine, nothing has happened to him. I think nothing has happened to him. Yep. Right. And you arrive back at White Rose Abbey. And it is pretty much how you left it. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming the gatekeeper's acid goes off and stops working as we get close to the abbey? 
that's not what happened the last time. No. Um, uh, but when you rolled a one, it shut down altogether. Right, yeah, but uh, and then it recovered when I left the Abbey. I just wasn't certain if it would shut down when I went back in. It appears to be functioning fine. You sort of draw it out. There is that light line of acid dripping along the blade. Cool. All right. Um, at any point in here, we roll either ones or twenties. While you're using Gatekeeper, you need to wave at me. If it, it ignores your fey ability thing. Basically. Yep. Or rather, you can't crit fumble the attack roll, but you still set off the other effect. Yeah, so we we head into the we head into the Abbey, Abbey proper. Cool. Tristan makes a will save. She also fails. So this this is where Gaitang ambushed you then. Yeah, he was just about up there. You don't think Erefetti would have set anyone else here? I suppose he wouldn't know that Gaitain's gone, necessarily, but... He probably would by now. Yeah, let's be on our guard a little bit. And Tristan walks through both looking kind of green and also looking a little bit shaky. He's looking around him. He's um, he's checking um, around the corners. He's sort of itching at the back of his neck like someone is watching him. Um... You've actually you you are not feeling anything at all, but you've seen this sort of effect before um, on like Candlemere. It made you shaken when you went in and failed saves. You you felt like something was watching you, and that's what's happening to Tristan here. He is now sickened and shaken. Right. Yep. And yep, you roll through the abbey, and we head for the boulder. Three three. Tripartric Boulder. Tripartric Boulder. What a fabulous name. <laughs> is, is that a word that actually means anything? I don't think I pronounced it correctly. Um, uh, I believe tripartric or tripartic is um, composed of three parts. Oh, now I must know. And now we have the internet. We don't have to sit around and wonder about things. We can just look them up. Nope, may just be... Uh, uh, this triptych. No. May just be a um, word that doesn't really exist. It's a good name, though. Mm. Uh, so Tristan rolls up to it and he says, Oh, you're right. In- interesting. Well, I'm... You seem to be a little troubled here. Um, we can give this a go, or we we can just leave it. I'm just I'm I'm feeling a bit under the weather, and I feel like something's. I don't know. There's something wrong with this place. You've you've been to you've been to Candlemere. Aye. It's not like that, but it's it's a little like that. Seriously, don't don't you feel that? Nay, but uh, it may be it's the magic of this place, and I'm not sensitive to such things. Maybe. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, if it's an effect of some kind that's on the area, I'm, I'm not likely to be able to just uh, walk away and come back when it departs. It'll, it'll happen again. I, we'd best just give this a go, and Kaelin will um, 
draw Gatekeeper and hand it to Tristram. And Tristan's his stomach seems to recoil and he breathes hard and looks kind of drained as he then takes a negative level as well. Ouch! Alright, and Gillen will... um, Shall I take that back? Uh. Gillen will take Gatekeeper back and resheat it. Man, I hope that's a temporary effect. Uh, I suspect so. Thing looking for. And as soon as you take it off him, he looks a little better. He still looks green around the gills and a bit shaken, but his negative level disappears as soon as he is no longer wielding gatekeeper. Ah, that ugh, that was interesting. Uh, let's get it. What say we get out of here, right? I um, I, I suspect this is something. However, I'm supposed. However, we're supposed to open this. You're not the one who is as is meant to do it. Uh, well, I'm I'm happy to give it a go. It's just a matter of um, I just I feel a little weaker when I'm holding gatekeeper, but nothing that's going to uh, make me collapse. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not just a, a neophyte in training anymore. N- nay, nay, I know. But everything you pulled out of the um, first world about this place had kept repeating the phrase about mortals. And neither Switlana nor I had any of this trouble that you're having. I'm wondering if this place... Is is you're just not mortal enough for? I, uh, I'm not sure. I can. I'm, I'm certainly prepared to give it a go. If you'd rather, we can. I'm a bit concerned trying to surmount these kinds of. Um, it's um, a couple of warnings we've had already. I'm a bit nervous about trying to surmount them. Uh, he sort of looks confused. Uh, uh, all right. Um, so he's perfectly happy to do it. He is at this point um, uh, basically running on negative five to his huge magic device checks. Yeah. Because he's shaken, sickened, and negative leveled. Yeah. Um, uh, the failed saves will pretty much just ride, so if he leaves here and comes back again, he doesn't get more saves unless he substantively changes the circumstance. Yeah. He just, every time he comes here, he gets sick and shaken. Yeah. My, um, my thinking is that given he's, un- you know, a bunch of stuff has happened to him and nothing's happened to me, yeah. that this place is saying that one of the Fae is not meant to be opening this yeah. gate. Yeah. As, as far as Kaylin feels, you find nothing amiss. Um, there is that same sort of weird sensation you had previously that when you look at the boulder, you sort of subconsciously want to ignore it. Um, but given that you know it's there, you just kind of look a bit harder and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing I'm looking for. So um, what I want to do is make a sense motive check on Tristran. Sure. Um, oh, 28. Um, is he going to be really upset if we don't do this? Because... Um, I'm feeling like 
this is a big I, I'm feeling like this boulder's got a big no not Tristram hanging on it uh, he's certainly not going to run away and weep bitter tears over it he wants to know because it's an interesting fade, mysterious fade thing um, it's merely that at this point his huge magic device check I think is actually worse than yours yeah well the thing is he could still roll really well and fluke it so I'm thinking I'll, I'll try and stop over protecting him and yeah. give him the sword back and let him make his check I think his chances of success are pretty poor let's let's give this a go Ugh. the, the tripartic stone is meant to be open with this and he sort of reverses gatekeeper a couple of times to different positions and tilts it around the rock and endeavors to concentrate and makes a use magic device check uh, at a plus 20 and then a minus 5 so I'm sorry I, I can feel the energy going into it it's just it isn't working no, that's alright. So he generates a, um, uh, amazingly poor total of 21 on his use magic device check. Yeah. Which is actually worse than yours and Svetlana's. Yeah, so I will take the sword back and reach it. No, that's alright. Do you want to take a little look around the place or just get out of here? Uh, he looks a little bit less green when you take Gatekeeper off him again. He says, I... You've checked it over already, haven't you? Oh, I, it was only if you were interested enough in the thing that you don't mind um, being a bit sickly to have a look around. But it's just a temple. I don't think there's anything of particular scholarly import. I'm, I'm not all that compelled by a, a temple of Caden Caelan. Well, there's a um, bit where you can see where the Desna's is peeling through, but by all means, let, let's hive off out of here. Yeah. Like Trist- Tristan has almost no interest whatsoever in religious monuments of, you know, your gods. Yeah, yeah, I, it was mostly um, because it's an old ruin. Yeah. But, well, not actually a ruin so much as a relatively intact structure, but um, it is a very religious, relatively intact structure. Cool. So we will book on out of here. Cool. Uh, and you may give me an intelligence check at... Uh, no, sorry. Stop. Think. Uh, a survival check in a plus five. Okay. I crit fumbled that. Um, so that's a uh, 14. Cool. So you're basically just taking horses, taking your magical horses and riding out and away from the Abbey again? Yes. Where are you going? Um... Up, um, Ish. up into C3. It's an unexplored mountain six. So after a while, um, Tristan both stops sort of furtively glancing over his shoulder and stops looking quite so green. He says, oh, yeah, I feel a bit better once we're away from it. It, it must be an effect on the, on the abbey or around it or in the land or something. It's uh, quite fascinating in retrospect, it didn't feel great at the time, but um, it certainly made me want to leave. I, I am, um, and I will tell him about what happened with Gatekeeper. Yeah, and, and there's no um, uh, line of intuition Kalen can put behind where it works, where it stops, etc., etc. It's uh, I, I don't know what it all means, but the um, Abbey seems to be different from the places around it. I can see why. Um, 
none of the temples um, made a um, were able to settle there. I think people are simultaneously drawn to it and repulsed from it. Aye. Uh, now that we're away from it, can I try gatekeeper again? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hands it back again, takes a negative level when he wields gatekeeper. Alright. Did you ever borrow that sword off me before? Yes. It didn't go I mean I can't exactly say I was the great a great master of it, but um it, it hasn't caused me any problems in the past. But But then things have changed. I I'm thinking that's it. It and he looks at his hand and that that it almost seems to shimmer a little and his skin now has kind of this slightly it, it's beginning more and more to have this kind of greenish tinge to it, vaguely half orchian. Um and as he thinks about it here it almost goes another sh- slightly slightly more of a shade of green. Uh, well, I, I, I would intuit that Gatekeeper is something akin to... Uh, you're probably familiar with the likes of holy blades and weapons that cannot be wielded by evil. Aye. There are more esoteric variations, like something like an axiomatic weapon that can't be wielded by someone who has chaos in their nature, and an anarchic weapon that has the opposite effect for someone who's too rigid. I would. We'd have to pass gatekeeper to a few more people to see, but Svetlana had no difficulties. No. I would guess that it's um, triggered by when it's wielded by one of the Fae. Aye, that that was that was what I was thinking, and um, it may be that the place that that was the problem with the place as well, or it may simply be. Given that that um, I'm a bit thick-skulled for it to um, bother me, come to that. Given all those priests didn't um, settle very kindly to it, I mean, you'd you... have felt something though, surely. Kellen looks. Yeah, and Svetlana didn't either. Yeah, I mean, I told you about hearing uh, hearing the puck in my head when when yes. we came in. Yes, but I don't necessarily think that was an effect of the place so much as. And the same thing did not happen again. Yeah, I think that was more of um, someone having their little joke rather than um, an effect of the place. So yeah, Tristan... Uh, I mean, I, I um, get a bit of a quiver when I look at, at certain bits. Gaetan gave us a very nasty fight. He was a um, rotten little bugger for his stupid for his um, surprise attacks and his going invisible all the time. Well, it's probably good that I wasn't with you on the whole. I... <laughs> Um, yeah, so what has changed in the intervening is Tristan's creature type. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, even if it's not very convenient at this exact juncture. Yep. Well, it was never more uh, It was never more than an outside chance in any case. I mostly wanted you there to give the look of the, the place and check that we are doing the right thing with the sword or, or style of thing. Insofar as I could tell, I mean, there's, there's energy there. I just couldn't bring it together, but Folding magical devices like that is just a very complex and difficult process. It, it requires a lot of training and experimentation. I've just never quite felt the never quite felt the need. I there's so much to be learned from books instead of shaking around random magical objects. I well, a lot of you um, 
I mean, you and Svetlana have your own inborn magic. You don't need to be fussing about trying to trick things like wands and the like when you can just activate them. It's never been my cup of tea, what with one thing and another. And, um, it's not Michaela, and it's one of... Michaela knows how to do an awful lot of stuff, but she can't do do everything. I I may see if I can put some time into it. Well, you're most welcome to, but uh, I think... um, I felt like I got pretty close. I think if I did have Blight, I could figure out a way through. And uh, one way or another, I think Yerevetti and I both know that um, one of us is coming out of this with two swords and one of us with none. What he's done to himself can't be undone. I was I was glad I was around to visit the Atlante Cave. That was something fantastic. Aye, and um, I'm glad I had you along to tell me what the Warden Jack swarms were. Um, I might well have tried to fight them without that information. And feeling sick aside, the the Abbey is often the Abbey itself is merely a human building, but the the Tropatic Boulder is something else again. Aye. It might be that um, even if you don't feel terribly well um, when you're there, you might be interested in what's on the other side. It's quite certainly of the Fae, I would guess. And that's what the magic felt like in the area. What was getting at me. Interesting. Uh, Tristan remembers that he has a trait that um, says he gets a a plus one bonus on all his saves versus Fae effects. Of which that's one. Uh, because he becomes aware that he is deriving a benefit and thus works out the um, the effects on the area that are making him shaken and sickened right. from a face source. Cool. Oh, well, let's go have a look around. Um, there's some mountains and swamps and things up to the north I'd like to um, take a gander at that I ain't r- ridden through yet. I think that that was all the um, that was all the fascinating artifacts. Um, but you know, we haven't looked in these X's. There might be more interesting stuff to see. At least we're not slogging through a swamp anymore. <laughs> well, there's swamps further north, but you know, we got magic horses. <laughs> all right. <sighs> he takes a sort of long sigh and cracks his neck a couple of times. Better away from the Abbey, at least. All right, where to, Caitlin? And we will head into C3. Yes, you will. And explore it. Where you will find absolutely nothing. Cool. Well, Tristan's probably given up taking him through spiky, um, spiky swarms, and then an Abbey that made him mm-hmm. feel sick. He's probably due something a bit quieter. Do you want me to doodle mountains on there or anything? No, I can doodle mountains yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, so it is not entirely a mountainous hex, but it is mostly a mountainous hex. That's fine. Um, so, um, the... I believe with Tristram's... What's Tristram's horse speed? Uh, obscene. Yeah, I... Um, at least 120 foot around, probably higher. Cool. So, um, what's, what's the context of the question? I'm just checking how many days it takes us to explore a mountain hex. Uh, cast a level. Uh, 240 foot around. Okay, so it takes us one day to explore everything. Um, 
And keep in mind that you are still limited by, um... The horse can get you through the area really fast, but there's no point in sprinting through it at 250 foot around when you can't see what you're passing by. Um, yes, I am aware. On the other hand, um, the... Um, the... If you can explore, if your land speed is yes. fifty foot around, you can yes, explore yes, a mountain yes, in one day. We've done this before. It was um, you go faster, but you are having to actively slow the horses down so you can actually explore the area. Yeah. So yes, we we explore them. We explore that mountain hex. Yep. And then we go up and take a look at C two. Tristan wants to go cast legend lore on the. Um... On the Abbey. Yeah, and he totally can. Just not right now. C2, you say? Actually, come to that, he can't. We can go back and he can do that if we want. He'll be better at it if he's nearby, won't he? Yeah, or he could do it retroactively. That's uh, perfectly fine with that. I'm cool. just looking at a spell list and thinking about it. Yeah. So, C2, did you say? Yep. Okay, so there is something here. It is grassland. Okay. And there is a thing, so... Okay, so when you're there, he would have, like, once you've moved a bit away from it, because he doesn't have to be sitting on the thing entirely. If he wants to cast a legend lore on the Tripartic Stone, that's a different matter, because he needs to be at the stone. If he just wants to cast it on the Abbey, he just kind of needs to be in the area. Um, Either way, what he finds is when he does this, he's finding it very difficult to concentrate, because he's functionally taking continuous damage, he's been hit every round with you are shaken, you are sickened, you are shaken, you are sickened. Um, as he and as he's going to have to do like thirty minutes to cast legend law, he's going to fail a concentration check somewhere in there. All right, so um, he'll just need to do it further yeah. away so and can, take a bit longer. He can do it further away, at which point he's no longer he's no longer feeling the effects, but he's no longer at the spot. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, interesting to see what happens. Yeah, at which point he can do it when we're um, back at Elk's Rest, just as, in the comfort of his own library. I mean, ha- I mean, rooms in the castle. But I kind of assume Tristram's room is effectively one giant library. It backs onto the library. It's very different. Yeah, and how many books are there personally in his rooms? Okay, so getting along and. Windchaser, uh, Windchaser is not here with you, is he? No. No, Windchaser has nothing to say about this hex. But, well, that, it's a shame because I would love to hear his opinion. But alas, I've got uh, the doofy phantom horse. All right, so you've got a bunch of foothills here, and um, what you come across is there is a big box canyon in here, two bald footstools leading into a box canyon. Uh, And as you follow it down, you can see bones in it. Alright. Well, I'm not... I know we're looking we're looking around for, you know, some sort of giant wyvern, the mother of wyverns. Well, uh, this would certainly do it, particularly if this leads to a, a cave or a cavern or some such further in. Alright, well... He's a large bones. Certainly a sufficiently large wyvern could have done this. Possibly it's something else big and nasty but it does have a look of a large predator dens here. 
And Tristan will sort of stop on his horse and look down at some of the bones. He says, well, it certainly have to be something fairly strong. I would say this this creature here was a mammoth. Uh, they're uh, like a very large, hairy... Well, you wouldn't know of the elephants. Uh, and he describes a mammoth yeah. to you functionally. Which is, yeah, it's it's the classic Ice Age style woolly mammoth. Nice. And then he, he looks at the other bones. He says, yeah, that, that one was a mammoth too. Looks like, ah, alright. And relaxes a little. I don't think there's anything living here. Or at least nothing that's eating the mammoths. I think this is a mammoth graveyard. And I ask questions and yeah, he yeah. explains um, what... It's it's an inexplicable part of the nature of some animals that they are drawn to a certain place to die. Uh, you could debate all day long whether it's in their nature, in their souls, or anything in between. But that's undoubtedly what this place is. Any number of mammoths have come here over the years recognising their, their lifespan is running out and died in this place. Interesting. So he doesn't think, like, there's... What are the odds there's something here that preys exclusively on woolly mammoths? mammoths? Yeah, no, it doesn't seem very likely. So where is the cool mammoth graveyard? Uh, It is right in the um, bottom of the hex, uh, southwestern corner. Okay. Alright. This is sort of... This is a long canyon that's basically running off from the mountains kind of thing. Interesting. It's not actually mountainous terrain anymore, but if you follow this canyon directly for long enough, you will end up back in the mountains. Alright, well that's a relief and no mistake, but keep your eyes sharp anyway. There might be some little beastie that's feeding off these bones. Let's go have a look around, eh? This is something that we haven't seen before. Uh, And you and Tristan can both make me a spot check. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome at spotting things. That's why he rolled another crit fumble and got three. Did Tristram fail as well? Um, I suspect he has, yes. Uh, he has a five. Neither of you beat the difficulty of eight that you are looking for. Okay, so we get distracted by the cool mammoth bones and are both looking at them when... So, you are moving through here and... Discovering an ongoingly large pile of enormous mammoth bones and skulls and that sort of thing. It's definitely a mammoth graveyard and it's definitely an old one. You'd guess this is a couple of hundred years old based on the amount of um, bleached bones that are in it. So I think Kaelin thinks this is kind of awesome with all the dead mammoths and Tristram is doubtless citing some famous work and how this... um this bears it out and that kind and um, is concentrating on this quotation. Yep. And it is at that time that we are jumped by uh, depends what you are doing here. Um I think probably um will have um gotten off horses and be sort of looking through the bones, seeing yep. if there's anything else here and just kind of taking a look at yep. the place because it's yep. kinda cool. Among other things, um this would be very obvious to Tristan and probably Kaylin shortly there and after um, there's a small fortune in ivory here. Oh, sweet! Various tusks and things. Yeah, and indeed, you're sort of picking the start picking things up. And Tristan says, "Yeah, th- I mean, this is these are quite valuable pieces of ivory." I mean, I don't know how. Um, I can usually carry whatever it um, brings my mind to, but um, we may be up against some sort of yeah, weight I mean, limit there. It's, but... it's in their tusks rather than their bones. Yeah. Like Kalen can pick a tusk up and throw it over his shoulder with ease. Yeah. Um, 
the horses don't actually have a super amount of carrying capacity, your magic horses. Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, I believe that um, Kaelin may actually have a bag of holding such such situations. I'll just have... Yes, he's got a type 2 bag of holding for if he runs across treasure that is genuinely difficult to carry. Cool. This should be so, um, I think Tristram, Kaelin is um, putting an ivory tusk into the bag of holding while Tristram quotes from something yep. super fascinating. Yep, and what you do not see uh, so the, you and Tristan, Tristan's like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. Kaelin's looking at the ivory what you don't see is sneaking up behind you is a huge size woolly mammoth. Okay. <laughs> yep, we don't see... It rolled particularly well on stealth check to which it has a negative 8 skill. Yep, and we don't notice a giant woolly mammoth walking out behind us. I, I don't know how we don't notice... See, Windchaser would notice that in his sleep but he isn't here and the Phantom Horses just stand there. So... As you pick up this tusk and sort of look at it and start to open your bag of holding, there is suddenly, you hear this from behind you, and Kaelin has just enough time to turn very slightly when you see a huge mammoth gore into you and catch you flat-footed. Yep. And it just kind of bowls straight into you. Uh, Rolls a truly ludicrous... uh, 34 to hit you. Which will quite definitely do it, because my AC is slightly lowered because I don't have a weapon out. Yep. You may take uh, 15 points of damage. Yep. And then I need to look up how trample works. Oh, good. (laughs) Yep. I'm sure it's extra lovely when a mammoth does it. It's a giant woolly mammoth. It snuck up on you. Yeah. Uh, not only that, it is a giant half-blind woolly mammoth. One of its eyes is almost closed entirely over. And it looks like it has several burn marks all over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tramples you. So, whack. It rolls straight over you. Uh, let's continue. Roll straight over both of you. Cool. Uh, and you can both make reflex saves. Cool. Uh, 14. Kaelin continues his um, streak of awesome, having failed to notice a woolly mouse sneaking up on him. And you don't have um, uh, combat reflexes, do you? I do not. Cool. It provokes by trampling over you, but yeah. that is. Uh, I, I also don't have a weapon out. I mean, I have quick draw, but yeah. I haven't acted yet. Yeah. I'm just busy being killed by a woolly mouth. I'm being distracted by being killed by a woolly mouth. Okay, so Tristan is sufficiently quick that he leaps out of the way of the mammoth. Yeah, certainly if which one of us has the cat-like reflexes, it ain't Caelan. Uh, and as he makes the reflex save, he gets to use his handy-dandy ring of evasion that he is wearing. Ah, nice. So you see Tristan just hears that, and turns around, oh no! Roll, 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 rolls yep. out of the way. Kaelin, on the other hand, gets run over by a woolly mammoth. Yep. <laughs> and crushed. Yep. And deals you 18 points of crushing damage. Yep. 
as it lands on me, it walks on me, yep. and it turns out it's heavy, which, you know, no one ever, everyone was very surprised by, because no one expected a woolly mammoth to weigh a lot. Yep, Kale right. takes some more damage. And then we will go into initiative. Yep, so I would presume that Kalen is prone at this time, having been trampled by a woolly mammoth. Uh... No, it does not, in fact, knock you prone. It just kind of... Yeah. Because Kekmai is big enough that it can stand on you without knocking you prone, necessarily. Cool. Alright, let's roll for initiative. The um, team alertness. Kaelin, Tristan, and the sneaky, sneaky (laughs) man. Alright, well, Kaelin gets a 10 on initiative. So <laughs> just like it's a it's it's a half blind mammoth, you know. It's, it's got negative eight to stealth. Surely you see it? No. <laughs> well, it would even if just Tristram had said it, then I'd probably never hear the end of the fact that I got snuck up on by a woolly mammoth. Yeah, somewhere Brun is crying. Yeah. <laughs> Sense a great disturbance in the force, like my husband fucked it up again. <laughs> Like her husband got snuck up on by a creature sixty times its size. All right, and you may give me a initiative check versus mammoth. Yeah, I got a ten. Cool. Uh, Tristan is much faster off the bat than you, I imagine, with twenty-five. Yep. Uh, and the mammoth is on fourteen. Yep. So Caitlin is very, very, very surprised. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, you know he. He genuinely wasn't expecting to be trampled by a woolly mammoth. That was not a thing he thought was going to happen. So it gores into you, then just kind of plows over you with a trample. Yeah. And Caleb's as it pretty much just bashes into the bones and they go all over the place without appearing to trouble it overly. Yeah. And then it is Tristan. Looks at the giant woolly mammoth. He says, look out, I think it's a mammoth. <laughs> he makes a knowledge nature check, and he does indeed think it is a mammoth. Um, yeah, his nature is 20, and that merely gives him a 23. Uh, so he will actually fail some of that. Uh, he says, Kaelin, look out, it's, it's, a, it's a huge mammoth. And spurts off, you know. It's it's extremely strong, and it's going to run you over, and blah blah blah. It pretty much does about exactly what you yeah. would think it does. It's hilariously strong. It gores you. You've just seen its special thing of it can trample you. Yeah. Um. And um. It has bonuses against bull rushing and things. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to try and grapple. It's <laughs> just probably not uh, tremendously relevant to you. Yeah. Uh, so he will make a knowledge nature check pull that one off uh, he can actually speak with the mammoth but um, that relies on his you know diplomatic skills because it's clearly kind of honked off with you yeah well we are you know robbing its ancestral graveyard here very much so uh, if he wants to negotiate I'd be happy to stop robbing its ancestral graveyard in exchange for it not trampling us but if he doesn't feel confident in his negotiation skills, I'm happy to solve this problem with violence. It's, it's so. the fact that it's minus 10 to diplomacy um, 
for doing it in a hurry. Right, Like, when yeah. you were spending one round going, wait, wait, friendly mammoth, we love you. Yeah, it'd be different if he was Mr. Animal, but, um... Yeah, he has no ranks in animal handling whatsoever. Yeah. I think you actually had a couple. Um... It's not the same as Ride here, because they... No, no, it isn't. I have one rank in handle animal and a plus five synergy bonus, so I've got an eight. There we are. But I don't think... That's Tristan's got. Yes, but I can't talk to the permit, and I don't think... No, but that's what handle... You can do it with handle animal. Right, yeah. I'm not saying you actually can achieve that. It stood on my head. (laughs) Cool, so... Tristan... Uh, could in theory actually make this diplomacy check but he's well to try uh, whoa there whoa whoa there because it's trusted so he will go to the play he doesn't reach for his bow instinctively he leaps out of the way of the of the trampling and he says whoa whoa we didn't realise anyone was alive in here you know we can put the iv- we can put the ivory back be calmed, be calmed, and then he starts speaking to it in a very lyrical sounding tongue that sounds eerily like Sylvan, but just isn't quite. It reminds you of sort of speaking Sylvan underwater, and the wind and the grass seems to ripple around him as he activates stones will weep and starts telling it a tale of the mammoths and the great things that came from the first world. And he makes a diplomacy check. A minus ten penalty. It's awesome anyway. Uh, and he will hit his fifteen difficulty. Wow. And the mammoth stops and with its one good eye eyes you both in what can only be described as a suspicious manner. Yeah. Um, and there. And he turns back to you. It's okay, I I think I've placated it. I am not an it, says the mammoth. Intel Dane. Oh. Uh, hey there. He doesn't need to speak to an animal, because the mammoth can talk. Alright, um, I tell you what, let me just put this ivory back, and then we'll talk this thing out. It watches here as you do it. Yeah, so Kaelin deliberately steps very slowly and carefully and doesn't draw any weapons, goes over to the bag of holding, which and the, w- picks the bag of holding, which doesn't have any ivory in it because I hadn't gotten that far, no. puts that away, takes the ivory tusk and carefully positions it back with the um, parent mouth. And the mouth watches uh, you suspiciously. Yeah, as, as carefully as he can manage. Yeah. And then... Um, sort of settles the bones a bit and then turns back around. Alright. Have you no shame? Robbing the bones from the dead. You do not see mammoths digging up your dead to loot their corpses. You're quite right. I didn't think it through. I'm very sorry. There are few enough of your kind that pay any attention to the animals around in the first place, let alone care enough to not take what you can. Furs and pelts and bones 
a useful and a part of the natural world to take if you were feeding from, but to sell them for profit. Aye, it's fair enough. If Calafraxis still lived, you would pay for this insolence. Do I recognize the name? Yes, actually. Uh, it's um, Winchase's master. Oh! The druid that awakened him. Is Winchase had told you that he got away, he was an animal companion to somebody named yep. Calafraxis. Right. Um, who at the end of his service basically awakened him, so now he's a magical talking horse. Blow me down, and Blow me down. Uh, have you ever heard of a um, horse named Windchaser? Of course I have heard of Windchaser. I am Hill Stomper, and he is an old friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's the Windchaser hex, and you don't have Windchaser. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Um, and you have heard the name Hillstomper before as well, um, because Windchaser has told you that sort of when when he was a horse as opposed to an intelligent horse, he remembers going around with Calafraxis and somebody named Hillstomper, who is of course a mammoth, who is also presumably an animal companion who's now been awakened. Yeah, because this druid was just all kinds of awesome. Uh, I'm very sorry, Hillstomper. Windchase is after being a friend of mine, but um, he's up north at the moment, and um, uh, um, I didn't bring him down for this one. He'd have told me better, no doubt. I do not think that you are any great friend of Windchaser. Few, if any, have the skill to ride him. And Kaelin will grin. I did took me all afternoon. And can you make me a diplomacy check to see if you can actually convince him of this as opposed to you're somebody who's heard the name Windchaser before and is trying to, you know, utilize it against him? Sure. Hillstomper is quite clearly calmed down at this point. Whether or not he's going to throw you out of here, he's certainly not going to gore you again. Yeah, I will. Um, actually, um, so I've got a 16 yeah. and I'm prepared to use my agent of change re-roll to re-roll that if I need better than a 16. Is that a 16 total? Yes. Um, Can I have a plus two bonus for having actually... horse. Well, I've spent a lot of time with Winchaser. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And I suspect you're getting that anyway. He was unfriendly to you and is now indifferent to you. Which means a 15 is what you were looking for again. Sweet. Uh, so Hill Stomper sort of. Brrr, you know, and says, you know, convince me you know you know of anything but Windchase's name. You could have gotten that from anywhere. And you talk to him about several things that you actually know about the horse and yeah. where he's come from, what he's doing. And Hill Stomper nods at this, thinks carefully about it. Um, and then sits down on his haunches and he says you do know Winchester then by apologies I took you for another common poacher I am Hillstomper and this is the graveyard that I have chosen to guard to keep the bones of my pe- of what were my people safe 
nice to meet you. And his trunk comes down and bends around like this, and he shakes your hand with it. Clearly both conversant with the custom and intelligent enough to work out how to do it. It's an honour to meet you. Uh, like Windchaser, the Mammoth is probably smarter than you are. Yeah, but many people are. Yes, because I, I, know, I know explicitly Windchaser has a higher intelligence score than you do, which yes, is yes. amusing. Yes, yes, my horse is smarter than me, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not smarter than me. No, no, but I bet... Um, tr- come to that... Um, was Tristram with me when we originally caught Windchaser? When we originally, um, when I originally rode Windchaser, I think it was either him or Bryn. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. In, but, in any case, um, Tristram has doubtlessly been brought up to speed. Yeah, yeah, and we'll doubtlessly have had conversations with yeah. Windchaser, given that the horse yeah. has you know knowledge and stuff. He, he says to Hillstomper, "You're you're an awakened mammoth, aren't you?" <laughs> that I am, young Fay. That is. Amazing. <laughs> I am old now, but in my youth I was a great champion and companion to Calafraxis and his friends and allies. We walked these lands together, fought the wyverns, fought the threats that were in here, and claimed the land to bring a peace of a sort between the animals and the people and the fae and the trees and the other things that walk these parts of the stolen lands. But that was a long time ago. And I am old now. Too old for battle, he says, and looks at the, um, what look like somewhat recent burn marks and things he has on him. Like his fur has clearly been burned away in several patches, which, had it happened a while ago, it would have regrown by now. Uh, can we offer you some help with that? I doubt it. I have no urge, if you are not poachers, to see you die and add your bones to this place. If you can ride Windchaser, you must be a substantive horseman. But you would need to be a much stronger warrior. A strong warrior indeed. This graveyard has become home to more than just I. It's a looks further away at where the mountains are and gives it a long glare with his one good eye. Oh. I am wondering if Tristram can heal him a little bit, given that he appears to have recent burn damage. That's true. Uh, yes, his hit points are in fact actively down. So, Tristan, Tristan says, ah, I, I have healing magic. I've, I've never gotten to heal an awakened mammoth before. Can I? <laughs> I know, I know what here, you know, Tristan says. It's a sort of positive conjuration. No, no don't, will, don't will explain I know what, I know what positive magic is striking. <laughs> Calafraxis was healing likely before you were born. <laughs> oh, well, uh, let me just... Uh, he looks bad, so... Cure critical wounds. Awesome. Thirty-three hit points back again. So wait, can I have a scratch pad or something? Sure. The hair does not regrow where it has been burned, 
Hill Stomper's eye that has been basically clawed shut sort of begins to open slightly and starts to twitch and the swelling and the scarring around it begins to fade away a little. Yes. He is not all better, but he is um, looking a hell of a lot better. Excellent. He says, You are kind to animals, young stripling Fay. It is no wonder that Windchaser likes you. Calafraxis would have. Oh, can you tell us about this um, beastie that's living down down that den that tore up your eye? It must be a heck of a thing. Kevin cranes his head up to look at the mouth. It has come a few weeks back to claim this graveyard for its own, I think. Some part of its nature is called here by the bones, the death, just an environment that suits it. It is a dragon of some kind. It flies like a great snake, I think, but without wings, and it burns with fire from its mouth, he says as he looks at the burn marks on it. Says, oh, tell me everything about it. So I can make a knowledge arcana check and see what I can tell you about this thing. And the answer is actually sweet like all, because Tristan is flunking all his knowledge checks tonight. Well, I, I kind of want him to make that one. We we could... Um, he knows what it is, he just doesn't know all that much about it. Okay, well, what it is will probably do. He says, oh, uh, that, that does sound like a rather serious problem. Um... You're right, it's not native to this area at all. It must be it must have been driven out from its own lands and come down here to see if it could claim a lair. Uh it sounds like it's a Craig Lenorn, the type of it's a type of creature from the land of the Lenorn kings. It's a dragon. Not as not quite like the ones you're used to. It flies without wings, looks like an enormous serpent. It splits into three tails, but it, it has several of the same reasons you should be afraid of a dragon. It can breathe fire, it can fly, it can uh, quite viciously savage with its claws and things. Aye. The Lunorn kings have to um, slay one before they um, can claim a kingship, don't they? Yes. It's, it's, it's a very sensible way of doing things when you think on it. It's quite a feat. This one sounds like this one sounds like it's a particularly large and vicious Lunorn. <laughs> that is certainly the case. Think the two of us can take it? Ah, uh, maybe. It's it's a dangerous creature. <laughs> the three of us. This hillstone worth. Well, that will certainly even the odds a little bit. Uh, so, what Tristan can tell you about it is a very basic check. Is it is a Lenore, Craig Lenorn? It is a dragon. Yeah. Um, it. Um, has a breath weapon where it spits not fire but magma out. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, which does bad things, obviously. And that is about what he knows of it, without putting further thought into it or re-rolling his check or whatever. All right. Well. And it is not necessarily just instant death to you, but it is a dangerous creature. Yep, so, um... Well, I think, uh, I might, um, drink a potion or two on, on the like, 
I eat before fighting a dragon today. I, I feel a smidge on the dead side, but um, it uh, sounds like something we could at least be making a crack at. I've got a um, potion, still got a potion of um, protecting me from some fire from when um, we um, killed um, when we killed Javun the other week. It would be good to have this creature gone from my graveyard, but. It is not going anywhere in a hurry. I have been waiting several days, pondering my next strike at it. I can hide down here among the bones. You did not see me at all. Trusted looks at the enormous woolly mouth and is like... We certainly did. How did we miss that? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just picturing, like, Hillstompers hiding there with the mammoth skull over his head. No one can see me. Uh, so what he is telling you there is basically, you know, the Lenorn is not an immediate threat. Yeah. You know, he wants it, he wants it out of the area, either killed or chased off. Yeah. But if you don't do it today, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I, um, you know, I mean, obviously I could go get someone else, but, yeah. you know, it sounds like kind of an awesome fight, and, you know, while Tristram is not exactly particularly... Hardy in the hit points department, he has, does have the tremendous advantage of being an archer on a very fast horse. Yeah. It, it um, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to go melee the thing. Yes. But, um, given that it's not an immediate problem, what I'd be inclined to do is, um, get Tristram to heal us all up and then have a bit of a rest and face it on the morrow when we've got, when we're at peak spell capacity. Yep. Uh, do you want Tristan to endeavour to re-roll his knowledge check and see if he knows anything further about them? Yeah, I think given that we... Go- How many fate points has he got? Two out of three. Yeah. He blew one earlier on something or other. Yeah, I think um, possibly not dying when we- the Crackerjack swarms... But- yeah, because he-, he had to re-roll yes, the- right. to-, to protect his horse from getting killed, so that he went down under the pile of Crackerjack swarmage. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, yeah, I think use one of his one of his two fake points on yep. up. He is perfectly happy with that. He will yep. just um, be less useful to you later. Alright, can I have the cards? Yes. Well, that's um, hard to argue with. So he has the unicorn, which is his card. Yep. Uh, and he will spend it. Cool. To know the things. And that will move his check up. Yep, that will give him all the information. He says, well, if, if we're waiting a minute, let me just check the Arcanist's art to see what they have to say about Lenorms. I know they differ from dragons in several key ways. Mm-hmm. It might actually be more problematic than I thought. I? Uh... Kellen will peer over his shoulder. Like, the, the good news is that we don't need to be concerned about a frightful presence. Uh, many dragons create an effect of terror around them that drives that drives their prey either off or into into a quivering mass. Uh, Craglinorn doesn't have that capacity. Uh, on the downside, it may well not have come from the lands of the Lenorn kings, it may well have come through one of the areas where the fabric into the first world is um, is thinning. Ah, uh, right. 
It's a dragon, but it has origins in the Fey Realms. And, like so many of them, a great resistance to anything that isn't formed of cold iron. Ah! It has DR15 cold iron. Ooh! That's worth knowing. It can spit out magma, it's resistant to spells. The legends say that it can't be contained in any way, that no chain... Or no chain can hold it, and even the strongest man cannot grab it. Uh, it is permanently under freedom of movement. Yeah. Just like you. Yeah. Um, Was it planning to grapple the dragon? That its poison burns through your veins. It does poison damage when it bites you as well. Yeah. It can breathe magma. It says, and that anyone who slays it will forever fear the flame. Uh, if you kill it, it curses you and gives you vulnerability to fire. Ah. Which you can then, you know, remove with remove curses yep. and the like. But it has a death curse. And they say that coming from the Fey Realms, it's capable of tracking uh, any manner of tricks and illusions and invisibilities and the like that the Fey would use against it. Uh, it also has permanent true seeing. Oh, nice. So yeah, you you can kill this thing, but it's it's kind of hard ass. Yeah. Well, I've only got the one cold iron weapon. And um, Hillstomper listens to this. That is why I did so little harm to the beast, because of course he is not made of cold iron. No. Um, does Hillstomper have tusks? Yes, yes, he does. Um. Would it be possible to get some kind of, like, spiky iron tusk cover for Hillstomper? Certainly. Awesome. I mean, probably not in the sense that you could pull it out of your pants today. No, no, but in terms of, if I was planning to go back up north and then come back down... Yes. Yes, I think some of it would get, um... Some of it would be ludicrous in the sense that you couldn't, um... Like, put that sort of thing on his feet. Yeah. I guess you could, but you'd, you'd be starting to get quite expensive there. Yeah. Um, his slam you couldn't do, because that's no. just he kind of body checks you. Yeah, yeah, but he's, um, he's presumably uses that more against small little um, stompable half-orcs yeah. than um, great big dragons. Um, yes, you certainly could do that. Awesome. That is completely an option available to you. Um, Tristan... Uh... I believe has cold iron arrows around on this personage. Yes, indeed he does. Uh, this thing is a dragon rather than a fey. It just has several traits in common with the fey. So, yeah. like fey bank weapons and that are not going to do anything in particular to it. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have things in common with its more trying cousins we're used to. There'll be a horde somewhere. Well, that's always good to know. But, uh, uh, I, I confess, as um, Hellstomper says, it's n- not an immediate threat. I am vaguely tempted to head north and um, buy me- buy myself a nice cold iron lance for taking the beastie down. Hellstomper nods at this. There is wisdom, young one, not tackling a foe that is beyond one's means. Uh, it's uh, I, in any case, I I think um, introductions um flew out of my head. Um, my name's Kaelin Thorne. I'm, um, by way of being, um, king of the land up north, Stagthorn. It's relatively recent. I don't know how much you've been... Hillstomper sort of shakes his head. 
It has been many, many years since Calafraxis and I walked these lands together. I have never heard of your Stagthorn, but kingdoms come and go. Does Pytax still exist? I, self of here. Ah, he says, looks very happy with this fact. Was, do you have a, um, fond memories of the place? There was certainly some moments. He sort of shakes his head vaguely. Have you spoken to Windchaser of this? What he remembers from his time before? Um, so I... Uh, as in before he was awakened? Like, he's had conversations with you where he sort of remembers things, but he had the intelligence of a horse then? So he can kind of give you, I've been here before, I sort of have memories of this kind of horsey stuff? Uh, he, uh, he told me a little bit about you um, that he remembered from when he was... before he was awakened. <laughs> yes. He was but an unawakened creature at the time that I knew him. But even when we are awake, we animals can still bond with each other in a way that you humans can't. And Tristan sort of nods at this because the the animal can talk to the horse functionally in various ways. Um, And he says, my memories of that time are lessened as if your memories of being a baby would be. Ah. They are unclear, but I remember walking through the streets of Pytax, swinging my trunk proudly. The people slightly afraid, slightly friendly. Calafraxis was well, Calafraxis was welcomed, of course, when he chose, whenever he chose to come back into the city. And he would bring me with him, and then later Windchaser, to be seen by the people, to be shown the power of the land. That was some time ago. Do you know who was ruling Pytax back then? He says, he says, why, Castruccio's father, of course. Uh, He struggled. His name is gone from my head. I remember young Castruccio, of course. He must be older and wiser by now. Or perhaps not. Older, and I think wisdom may have passed him by a little. He... Brr, he was once a friend, too. Brr, he would fight this Lenorn if I could find him. If I could find him and bring him here, he would be strong enough to slay it. I've never seen anyone quite like Castruccio or Betty. I've slain a few beasties in my time. I would fancy my chances with a bit of a bit of time to prepare, and I'm thinking we could make it easier for you to find it too. I could get some um, I could get some tusk covers made of cold iron. <laughs> Such a thing would feel cold and unnatural, but. I see its purpose. Calafraxis would use the metals of the land from time to time when he needed to. And Iroveti, of course. Castruccio, of course, always had a great interest in metals and making a man of great intellect. Aye, that's certainly still true. And um, Calum will ask to measure his tusks. Yep. 
it, so the, he'll stop and will basically kneel down so you can conveniently do this. Yeah. And it's, it quite perfectly understands what you're asking, what you're telling him. Yeah. You know, it would not be his choice to wear tusk covers all the time, but he completely understands the line of logic and is quite happy with it. All right, and... um. And yes, you measure a, a talking woolly mammoth's tusks. It's not something that happens every day. And then, yes, um, what I would like to do is go north, obtain a few things, and come back south and fight a Lenore. You may do so. Nothing is preventing you. Cool. Hill Stomper will stay here, but he's not terribly worried. Um, yeah. As far as he's seen, the Lenorn is not so much hunting him as just stalking, it's staking its territory here. Cool. You know, leave this several months and you might have a problem, but in this time period you're talking about, he's not going to blink at it. So, um, we'll get Tristram to heal him again before we go, and we'll then head north because we're no longer exploring the hex we're aiming for speed, so, yep. and when Tristram's with the Tristram horse's speed is, um, pretty impressive. Yep. Yes, so Hillstumble says, I would be interested to know what has become of Pytax and Castruccio and the others. But that perhaps will wait until after we have fought. Sounds like a plan. And we ride like the wind. Yeah. You arrive. Yeah. Alright. And um Literally hours have passed. Sweet. And um we'll come back to um Elk's rest. Yep. Um and um yeah. Alright. I want to take Windchaser south. I'm going to commission me a nice cold iron lax, lance and um, some, some tusk covers. What do you think? Do you want to do you want to come along and fight this beastie? I can see why you want to reunite Windchaser and Hillstomper. On the other hand, a horse that a horse that could fly would be more useful against a dragon. A horse that could walk on air is, could be temporarily useful. Um, so, uh, Tristan is probably reasonably well equipped to fight this thing in that his duck and run style will probably uh, suit him quite nicely so yeah. he doesn't have to go toe to toe with a dragon. Yeah. Because <laughs> then he will die horribly. Yes. Um, he, he is not desperately eager to fight a dragon because Tristan is just isn't into that sort of manly man heroics. Yeah. Um, Svetlana would also be useful doing it because um, she is a bow character as well. Yes. Because um, I imagine you talk to a bunch yeah. of people about this. Uh, Michaela can definitely tank a dragon. Yeah. But doesn't otherwise bring all that much to the table there. If because want, she doesn't have a lot of ranged offense. Yeah, if you want someone to stand in front of it and get hit by it, then she'll be real good at that. Yeah, but, you know, that is useful, but I can do that too. And Bryn is super mobile and jumpy and flippy. I don't think she brings anything in particular to the table when it comes to dragon fighting, but nor is she um, horribly poor at it. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a lot in the way of cold iron, though. She's got her basic little wolf claw thing that she yeah. can hook at it with, but it's not particularly devastating. She has fey bane arm strikes, but it's not a fey creature. It just plays like one. Yeah. So um, I think um, it seems kind of a cool thing to do with Tristram. Yeah. So I think I'm good to um, do the um, do the um, get him to buy some more cold iron arrows or yeah, buy yeah, a cold iron lance. He will load up the shit on cold iron arrows because he can. Yeah. 
And, um, yes, and I will pay whatever it costs to buy a cold iron masterwork lance and a, um, a, um... Yeah, it's fuck all 50. It's, like, um, 330 gold. Okay, yep, yeah, so... Because basic cold iron is pretty cheap. Yep, yeah, so 330 gold and, um, plus the tusk covers. Yep. Yeah. Which is slightly more esoteric. Yeah. Um... You get a pair of them done. You're probably looking at a blah, 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 at about eight hundred. Cool. Just you explain to the smith what you want, and the smith's like, I there, there, there ain't a lot of call for those. And you want them hollow. They won't have a lot of strength behind them. <laughs> yep. So I will buy those things. Yep. And then um. I will talk to Windchaser. I will let come and see Windchaser. <laughs> we found an old friend of yours down south. Oh? Hillstomper. <laughs> Hillstomper! <laughs> It'll be a long time since I have seen him. <laughs> he is still alive, well? Aye, he's um having a little bit of dragon trouble down there. It would certainly take something as strong as a dragon to trouble Windchaser, to trouble Hillstomper. I was wondering, um, Tristram and I are going to be heading south and, um, fighting the dragon with him. I was wondering if you wanted to come along. It'll be a slightly risky thing to be doing, but I'd be very happy to have you along. I would love to see my old friend again, and if Hillstomper is in trouble, then we should go to his aid. Excellent. So yes, and I will take my mighty, my mighty hawking horse. Yep. My cold iron masterwork lance. Yep. And, um... That potion of protection from fire I've just decided to buy. Yep. I have a potion of resist fire, but I've decided I want a potion of protection from fire. That's hard to argue with. And in fact, I want to buy those out yeah, of... I think Tristan would like a potion of protection from fire. The party fund. As would probably Windchaser. I'll buy four. Yeah. Because um, yeah, Hillstopper is also quite capable of drinking our potion. Yeah. I don't know how long those last. It's like... We don't have a, a ton of time. It, I believe it's like minutes per level, something like that. Uh, protection. From evil protection from spells. Protection from energy. Oh no, no, that's a, that's a good period of time. That's like fifty minutes. Sweet. Off a normal potion. So. Cool. So the party fund will cover full protection from fire potions so that we can um, yeah. fight a dragon. Um, depending on how hardcore you want to make them, because it's the one that it, um, absorbs 12 points of damage per caster level. Ah, uh, right, yeah. So you can have the little ones that absorb 5 times 12, or that is 60. Um, or you can go up to the ones that um, cost a, do 120 points, but they're um, considerably more expensive. The party fund's got 50, 000, more than 50,000 gold pieces in it. We'll yep. go for the hardcore version. I'm quite certain you can afford that then. I will just need to um, look up what that costs. Yeah, I know the math is much more complicated that way around. Um... As we're riding north on the way back, Kel's uh, like, we can never tell Britain the Wormy and Mammoth snuck up on us both. I quite concur. 
Although Michaela will just know when we tell her the story. Yes, but as long as she doesn't tell Bryn, we're all good. But Bryn inexplicably has worked out she can do better, and I don't want... This could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. She already watched me catch a fit, try to catch a fish. Try to catch an eel. I heard that was good. Well, the eel was delicious, but the um, me catching it was a bit sad. They have big smiles. Like they're watching you and judging your inability to catch them. Of course, she caught them easily. The eels are laughing at you. Yeah, the eels were laughing at me. I'm going to sell, sell the old cold iron flail and replace it with the masterwork cold iron lance. Because lance. Because lance. And because there's probably a limit to the number of spare weapons that Catelyn wants to carry. In addition to this, he's got three spears in addition to the six on his back. Although, do you still have a bludgeoning weapon in there? Uh, yeah, because um, I use a... Um, one of my primary weapons is a heavy flare. What? It's the um, centaur's magic. Ba- it's the centaur's magic, um, magical beast bane one. Ooh. And given its magical beasts is killing, if it was, um, although I'm not sure dragons are magical beasts, but I'd be very tempted to try it out on the dragon if it was cold iron. Okay, so those potions are eighteen hundred gold apiece. Sweet. So they are expensive, but not. Um... Yeah. And that gives you 120 points of fire protection. Sounds excellent. Yes, for us and our mammoth, thr- and our horse and mammoth ranger. Yeah, which will save you just dying to a horrible blast of magma. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want... I, I'm not... I'm prepared to buy four of them. I'm not necessarily prepared to buy one for Tristram's magical conjured horse. I don't think the horse can actually drink it. Yeah, I, I think it doesn't Trist- have a body. Yeah, I will convey to Tristram that his job is to not be standing in the um, not to let the um, but thing set his horse on fire. I also suspect the horse is immune to it. Immune to magma. Uh, we worked this out previously. Um, it the effects that require saves don't work on it. Ah, uh, right. So it's less that the magma just passes through it harmlessly, and more um, it's incapable of making reflex saves because it's not really there. Right. In the same way, you can't say poison it. Yeah. Because it can't make poison saves. Because ultimately, it's you not... can't dominate it because it doesn't have a mind. And you can't um, set it on fire because it, it, it's really more kind of just a solid horse illusion. Yeah. Yeah, we we looked long and hard to see if we could work out how the fuck this worked, and I um, my my call was anything that requires a save, it just kind of passes automatically. So that works then. Uh, yeah, which does mean um, basically it will pass for half damage. Yeah. I think. I think at this point I'm getting tired anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, we're not going to fight a dragon now, but I think um, we, Tristram and I will gallop back south at the yes. slower pace of the regular human, uh, the regular mortal horse, and um, return to the um, canyon. Yep. Let us prepare to face this uh, this interloper into our ter- into my territory. Then 
and somewhere up at the end of the canyon there is this enormous gargantuan Lenorn leaning over a pile of skulls and gold beneath it and it opens its mouth in a little smile and from its fang drips a drop of magma that melts through the nearby bone. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, 